This is Learn It From An 80s Song. I am your coach, Patricia Freiberg. This is I Love the 80s meets the healing of storytelling and the positive impact of music. Inspiring guests share their powerful stories, yielding incredible strengths. Through both story and music, this podcast will elevate your mood, providing you with a positive outlook. It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. This is Patricia Freiberg, and I am your host and guest today. So someone asked me last night, what were the 80s songs that I chose for my episodes? And it stumped me for a second. Right now, we've had 42 episodes. And as immersed as I've been in hearing the amazing stories from the guest, I had forgotten what songs were theirs and what songs were mine. After I did a little research, here's a recap of the songs that I've chosen for my episodes. The first one was Kyrie by Mr. Mister, and that was the opening podcast. Second, we had St. Elmo's Fire by John Parr, and that was the closing podcast of 2020. Then there was Women's Work by Kate Bush that kicked off International Women's Month. Now, the song for this podcast is very special indeed, and it's my birthday. Hooray, hooray, it's your birthday. Hooray, hooray, it's your birthday today. So I'm indulging myself in my most favorite group of all time. The song that best resonates with the story I'm going to tell you today is, can I get a drum roll, please? Closer to Fine by the Indigo Girls from their album, The Indigo Girls. It was released in 1989. Ha, yes, I just made it right at the end of the 80s. I absolutely love the Indigo Girls. And if you went to college with me or know me well, you know exactly how much I love the Indigo Girls. I have seen them in concert many times and going to college down south, I particularly enjoyed seeing them at Jazz Fest in New Orleans. The duo, Emily Salyers and Amy Ray, actually write their own songs, as per song facts. Emily wrote the song Closer to Fine, and here is a little background on the song. Emily was in a rustic cabin with her family in Vermont, and the trees and nature lent itself to inward thinking and philosophizing. She discovered that we can find the answers in so many different places. Here's a quote from Emily. It's about being confused, but looking for the answers, and in the end, knowing you are going to be fine. Here is my story. Where the hustle began. In the late 80s, I was 15 years old. It was great. I loved crimping my hair, wearing stirrup pants, oversized sweaters, and crazy colors, acid wash jeans, and of course the banana clip, Aquanet, Bonnie Bell lip gloss, and electric 
blue eyeliner. In my middle-class family, I was lucky to have all of the basics, but my dad made it clear if I wanted anything more, I needed to work for it. So I'd babysit occasionally for $2.50 an hour, not nearly enough for my spending habit. Then one day, I walked across the street to Weigel's gas station for a Coke, and I see a sign that says, Help Wanted, Stock Boy, Age 15. Well, I can be a stock boy. I bring the application home to my mom. Mom says, I don't know, Patricia. I just don't want anything interfering with your studies. Oh, come on, Mom. It's only eight hours a week. I have good grades. And well, I, you don't even have to drive me. Well, okay, but check with your father first. Hey, Dad. I want to be a stock boy at Weigel's. Go ask your mother. I did. She said, check with you. Come on, Dad. This will help me build my resume for a real job. I'll get a leg up on everyone else, and I bet I will get a discount on those guzzlers. The next day, I was hired $2.85 an hour. I skipped in the door for my first day of work at my real job, while Gary, the other stock boy, stocked the candy shelves, loaded the cooler with Cokes, dipped the gas. My manager, Ron, handed me a mop, cleaning supplies, and pointed me to the bathroom. Yuck. I scrubbed that tile with my eyes burning from the ammonia, wondering, why do I have to clean the bathroom. But I did. The next day, I was told to mop the floor with that long-haired mop, you know, the one that looks like a lasso opso? Slosh, slosh in the bucket. Squish, squish with the ringer. Back and forth, back and forth. Hey, girl, you got way too much water on that mop. I'll do better, Ron. Six weeks later. Hey, girl, I told you there is too much water on that mop. You're going to kill our customers. Well, I really never grasped the perfect water to mop ratio, but I can do this. I can definitely read a room. So I quit that job before Ron could fire me. This turned out to be just the first of a laundry list of jobs from a bow maker at a ribbon store to dressing as Clifford the Big Red Dog at Books A Million, from waitressing and being an art camp director, a nannying for a billionaire, from a case manager in a homeless shelter, crisis hotline worker, therapist at an eating disorders clinic, trainer to the NFL, fitness instructor at Harpo Studios, and a manager of many, many gyms. No job was beneath me, and I loved the hustle and work grind. I loved hearing the click of my heels on the pavement, the sound of my feet running down a clinic hallway, the pounding of my feet on that gym floor. It meant I had purpose. In fact, in 1999, when I moved from New York City to New Hampshire with my fiance, I handed my new tax guy all of my W-2s while he counted. One, two, three, four, 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. A new office record. When did you ever sleep? He asked me. Exactly. It wasn't until November of 2019 when it all caught up with me. My dad had fallen ill just a short time after I finally quit my corporate job. I'm so grateful for the gift of those nine uninterrupted days when I could finally be present with my father before he passed. And I know if I had still been working like I had since I was 15 years old, my dad wouldn't have wanted me there with him. He would have expected me to go to work. But sitting by his bedside, not listening for my heels clicking down the pavement or pounding the gym floor, I could finally listen intently to the beating of his human heart and mine. I might have started off working to live, to get those cool 80s clothes, to pay my rent and survive, but I'd begun living to work, becoming addicted to the hustle and being productive. Today, I work to truly live again, to live a life of balance. I work for myself, and I'll let you know how that goes right after I mop the floor of my office. Both with this story and being in the pandemic has really given me the opportunity to reflect on exactly how I choose to live my next chapter. It resonates with the song because when I have been able to be quiet enough or stay still long enough, I often do find the answers and I know that I'm going to be fine. I see the life balance not so much as really de a definitive place or equal percentages, but more that it's about awareness or mindfulness of those different parts of your life. In stillness, I can reflect and really keep my finger on the pulse. Now, with life resembling some normalcy, it will test some of my goals and intentions of not being swept into the clicking of my heels or the pounding of the pavement. I am not sure I believe that there is that perfect balance, but what I do know that's helped me through the pandemic and through this re-entry are these three steps. Number one, journal the top three lessons that you learned during the pandemic and reflect on them. Usually I like to do this over my morning coffee. Then really look at your checks and balances, you know, see how that's going. In fact, I like using a scaling question, like on a scale of one to 10, how confident do I feel that I can stick with some of these goals and intentions and reflections? How am I doing on a scale of one to 10? And then you can do another check-in later and see if that number's changed a bit. Number two is self-compassion. Self-compassion is a must. It's important to accept that with this re-entry, you may have a, a variety of different emotions and it's important to acknowledge them without judgment. I had the unique opportunity to attend two beautiful outdoor events with dear friends recently and I hadn't seen them in a year and a half. 
I am an extrovert and socializing is something that I never really had to think about. It just came naturally. I just really love being with people. Now, given that I'd only been with my family for the last 18 months, I suddenly became nervous and a little bit rusty on, on how to be social. So I leaned into my humor strength and told my friends that somehow during re-entry, suddenly my typically outgoing nature had become a little socially awkward. One thing is for sure is that while my heart was full from seeing my friends, I was dead tired. And that's also a new thing. Typically, I can't settle down after a night of fun because extroverts get energized when they're with other people. So here's where I had to just chime in with my self-compassion. So rather than judge myself for having that lack of social stamina, I recognized it and I knew that the next day I probably should take it easy. And guess what? I had to practice a little self-care, which brings us to number three. Number three is about self-care. So with self-care, it is most important that you keep your finger on your pulse of how you're feeling and check in with yourself maybe daily or weekly and definitely put in some self-care. You know, these can be very small things that you do, whether it be, you know, just taking a little bit of quiet time or reading a book that you love and taking an awe walk, um, getting out there and really looking at nature. Also a DIY spa day, you know, put on a mask, put on some spa music, take restorative yoga class, do some coloring, easy gardening, or just sitting outside and soaking up some vitamin D. I love to bring in the Via Strengths Assessment into this podcast, as you know, and I'll share with you that I really have leaned into, you know, my top strengths and I can give you some perfect examples of how I've used them. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with the Via Strengths Assessment, it is an assessment that you take that really describes who you are to your core. Every person is unique and everyone has a slightly different variation of the 24 character strengths. And it's really via is by way of, it's how you show up in the world. So with that, I want to share with you my strengths and how I use them. And then I wanna actually, I'm gonna bring the Indigo Girls song in to this as well. So my top strengths are love of learning, social intelligence, leadership, humor, and curiosity. So social intelligence, while it is in my top strengths, it has been a little rusty, right? I haven't been using that strength as I had as much before the pandemic. So what I'm finding is that with the more social events that I go to and the more I'm with people, those synapses start to fire a little bit more and I start really feeling that strength again that I have. And another one is humor. I've been leaning into humor quite a bit because, you know, we're all in this together. We have gone through this together and all of us have experienced the pandemic in many different ways. And I think humans are innately funny. And I am the first to point out things that are funny about myself and the process. You give that example that I shared earlier. It's just like, who knew I could be socially awkward after, you know, all of these years of feeling like this outgoing extrovert. Uh, so I kind of celebrate this new awkwardness that I feel. <laughs> uh, so with that, how the song plays in is I love this lyric from 
closer to fine. Darkness has a hunger that's insatiable and lightness has a call that's hard to hear. So our brains are hardwired to see negative. And by using our strengths and by learning our strengths, we can help shift the brain. And so I highly recommend everybody, you know, especially during this time, take the VIA Strengths Assessment, learn what strengths you have to lean into during this re-entry. And most of all, be patient with yourself and be patient with other people. Um, we've all experienced this pandemic in different ways. And I think it's important to honor where we're at, but then also honor where other people are in their process. So before we head out, thank you guys for letting me indulge uh, in some Indigo Girls closer to find. I definitely had it on repeat. And I also had it on repeat pretty much through the pandemic. It was uh, definitely in my most played group was the uh, Indigo Girls. And I will share with you that, you know, in 1989, they did win the Grammy for Best uh, Folk Recording. And here's what's interesting. Who got Best New Artist of the Year? I don't know if you guys remember this, my Gen Xers. It was Millie Vanilli. And remember the controversy behind that. So they get Best New Artist, Millie Vanilli, but then it's taken away because guess what? They didn't even sing those songs. So here we are with the most two brilliant women uh, vocalists and songwriters and musicians and Millie Vanilli gets it. That is just not fair. I feel like they should, you know, they, when they took that away from Millie Vanilli, they should have given that second award to the Indigo Girls because there's no doubt they deserve it. So guys, uh, thanks so much. Come find me. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your experiences. Come find me on Instagram, Patricia Freiberg, Facebook, Patricia Freiberg Coaching, Patricia Richardson Freiberg, and LinkedIn, Patricia Freiberg. You see a theme here. But come find me. I'd love to hear from you. I mean, if you have a story that you'd love to share with a song that you'd like to pair it with from the 80s, I'd love to have you as a podcast guest. If you're looking for coaching, especially within the strengths coaching, I'm your gal. Reach out to me. I'd love to help you out. All right, guys, until next time. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80s song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration next Motivational Music Monday.